Good afternoon. I'm Nikki de Guzman, topping the news this hour. We start with the latest COVID-19 numbers. The Philippine Health Department records 180 new cases of the new coronavirus disease. Of this, 144 are from Metro Manila, while the remaining 66 are from different regions. That puts the country's total number of confirmed infections at 13,777, although only 9,737 are currently active cases. 85 new recoveries and six new deaths have also been reported. The Philippine government stands by Health Secretary Francisco Duque amid controversies surrounding him. Duque earlier drew flack for saying the Philippines is now dealing with a second wave of COVID-19 cases, a statement he later took back. Malacanang is confident Duque will answer all allegations against him in the proper forum. But for now, it adds Duque must remain in his post to do his job. Some senators who earlier called for Duque's resignation have voiced their frustration against the health chief. Senator Sonny Angara says he and his 13 other colleagues who passed the resolution last month are now more unlikely to change their mind. Senate President Vicente Soto III, as well as opposition lawmakers Franklin Drilon and Risa Ontiveros, echo similar sentiments, saying Duque's blunders are unforgivable and difficult to ignore. As the Philippine government reopens parts of the economy, several medical groups warned private companies against using rapid antibody tests for employees returning to work. In a statement, doctors claim these tests have high false positive rates that would not only create a false sense of security, but also further strain the resources of businesses and local healthcare system. For Dr. Mario Panaligan, former president of the Philippine Society for Microbiology and Infectious Diseases and the current vice president of the Philippine College of physicians, he believes the best way to screen employees is through a simple clinical test. We advise, of course, the screening tools. For example, if we ask them if there's exposure, number one, if there's none, then ask if they're vulnerable, if they have comorbid illnesses or they are a little old. Mm -hmm. If they're not, then definitely have to ask if they have cough and colds. Now, if there's everything, everything is snow, then definitely you can actually clear this patient to go back to work. And that's actually free by just screening them. The Philippine Finance Department rejects calls for suspension of value-added tax collection amid the COVID-19 crisis. Senator Risa Ontiveros made the proposal saying Filipinos need all the financial relief they can get to help them cope with the concerns caused by the pandemic. But the DOF says suspending VAT charges is not advisable since the government needs more funds to fight the pandemic. The Energy Department is also not in favor of canceling VAT charges, specifically on power rates. It's not a good option at this time because okay. of the funds. That's one. And secondly, um, the, the VAT, it's actually a progressive tax because those who use electricity more will be uh, paying more VAT. Atin pong pamahala ng atin pong bansa ay kailangan kailangan po ng pera para supportahan po yung laban natin sa COVID. Nagahanap po tayo. Tulong-tulong po tayong lahat na paghahanap kung paano po natin mapapan ng ating mga requirements. So, napakahirap po siguro kung ngayon tayo magsususpend po ng VAT. Baka wala na po tayong mapagkunan ng pera. 
Philippine Labor Department says it's reviewing the appeal of about 50 small businesses to temporarily close due to the losses from the COVID-19 pandemic. This puts at risk some 190,000 jobs. Labor Secretary Silvestre Bello III notes these micro, small and medium enterprises, or MSMEs, include retail and tourism businesses that initially implemented a flexible work arrangement. The agency has already proposed a government subsidy that would shoulder up to 25% of salaries from struggling MSMEs. It also has an emergency employment program that offers six-month jobs. Based on Dolde's data, the COVID-19 outbreak has displaced some 2.5 million workers in the country, whether temporarily or permanently. There are still a lot of hurdles to overcome before retailers can successfully resume regular operations amid the COVID-19 pandemic. That's according to Rosemary Ong, president of the Philippine Retailers Association. Ong cites issues such as disruption to the supply chain, border control, and lack of public transport as problems retailers need to hurdle. She adds companies must find ways to connect to customers and know their needs. We retailers really need to have merchandise or revisit or redefine our our you know assortment into recession proof because we are very much aware now that consumer behavior has changed consumer preferences has changed priority now is really the essentials like food and then for some non-essentials i guess uh we have to review our assortment we have to be connected i mean our product we have to be connected to our consumer what does the consumer really wants and needs from us Ten villages in Navota City and Metro Manila have been placed back under enhanced community quarantine today, May 23. In a bulletin by the Regional Interagency Task Force on Infectious Diseases in the National Capital Region, it says the lockdown will last until May 31st and will include villages with the highest number of COVID-19 cases in the city. Navota City Mayor Toby Chanko initially requested that the entire Navotas revert to ECQ with 138 confirmed coronavirus infections and counting. He says, they're still waiting for the results of about 970 PCR tests. The main reason why I request an ECQ is to be on a preventive mode. Because it's your reaction, because delayed na your reaction mo because delayed yung resulta ng test. So kung delayed yung resulta ng test, sabihin natin, ang isang tao, tinest natin uh, five days to seven days bago lumabas yung resulta. So for the five to seven days, paikot-ikot yung tao na yon. So ilan ang mahahawaan doon? No? Para sa ikabubuti ng lahat. Wala po tayong magagawa kung okay, <laughs> ganun talaga. Pwede pa naman, makakaraos pa naman kahit pa paano. The Philippine government clarifies stranded Filipinos across the country are not required to get tested for COVID-19 to be allowed to travel back to their homes. Interior and local government spokesperson Jonathan Malaya says individuals only need to secure a medical certificate and a travel authority. Malaya adds local governments should not charge excessively for these two documents. Hindi po kayo kailangan magparapid test or kayo ay magpa-PCR test. Hindi po. Ito pong medical certificate ay nagsasaad lamang na hindi kayo contact, suspect, or probable, or confirmed COVID-19 case. At naka, nakasaad din po na kayo po ay nag-14-day quarantine. Magtungo po kayo sa inyong local government unit 
para makakuha ng medical certification at sa inyong Philippine National Police Station para naman po sa travel authority. Meanwhile, Malaya says 42 village officials are currently facing criminal cases for corruption allegations related to the social amelioration program. He expects some more will be charged as 15 other cases are being prepared, while 93 more are under investigation. The first COVID-19 testing facility in the province of Negros Occidental set to open its stores next month. Marshal Muiko reports. We got turned over to Ramon Gosel earlier for the first RT-PCR structure, structure in Negros Occidental. The RT-PCR biolab structure that is made of container vans was situated in the parking area of a private hospital in Bacolod City. Dr. Rafael Oxoda, chief of hospital of the doctor's hospital in Bacolod, says the RT-PCR lab will possibly be operational for the first week of June. The hospital is just waiting for the PCR machine to arrive and the final proficiency training of the medical technologists. This is said to help the city and the province in a continuing fight to stop the spread of the COVID-19. Marcia Nico, ABS-CBN News, Bacolod City. The British Parliament brings in mandatory quarantine for international arrivals to curb the spread of COVID-19. But as this report tells us, questions remain about the enforcement of the new health measure, as well as its damage to the country's economy. Travellers arriving in Britain from overseas will have to self-isolate for 14 days until the authorities where they'll be staying. That's according to new rules set out by the government on Friday as it seeks to prevent a second wave of infections. Here's Interior Minister Priti Patel. International arrivals to self-isolate for 14 days. That is the incubation period of the virus. So that if people have become infected overseas, we can limit the spread of the virus at home. The quarantine comes into effect on June 8th and includes returning Britons. Britain has carried out few checks on visitors during the outbreak apart from arrivals from China early on. That's prompted accusations that Boris Johnson's government has been too lax, as well as slow to impose lockdown and behind many other countries on tracking and tracing. The latest plans look likely to draw more criticism. Airline bosses have warned such steps would further devastate their industry. And then there's the question of enforcement. Hong Kong has used government wristbands to keep track of those self-isolating. While in Greece, travellers are tested on arrival, then wait at a designated hotel until their results are ready. Spain has a two-week quarantine in place, but hopes to lift it by the end of June. In Britain, those breaking the new rules will be fined £1,000, with health and border officials carrying out spot checks. Arrivals from Ireland will be exempt, as well as certain workers, such as road hauliers, medical professionals and fruit and veg pickers. Some lawmakers within Johnson's Conservative Party fear the quarantine will only compound the damage lockdown has wrought on the economy. Heathrow Airport wants Britain to bring in travel bubbles by exempting arrivals from low-risk countries. Australia, which has brought its own outbreak largely under control, is already lobbying for an exemption to the UK quarantine for its citizens. South Korea makes use of personal data like phone location and credit card records to track the spread of the new coronavirus. But as this report tells us, some are worried about the invasion of their privacy. In South Korea, streams of personal data are being used to fight the coronavirus. But that's proving controversial 
through those who may be as concerned about their privacy as they are their health. Using mobile phone location data, credit card records and CCTV, within an hour they're able to track and trace people who they think may be infected. The fast response is well ahead of almost every other country trying to contain the disease. The system was introduced in March, effectively removing barriers to sharing information between several authorities. It's built on the country's smart city data platform, designed to let local authorities share urban planning information on things like population, traffic and pollution. Yun Duki is the director of the Infectious Disease Management in Chonggi province. We can receive GPS information from mobile service carriers and card usage records in about 20 to 30 minutes using the system. So the time needed for epidemiological investigation, which used to take around two to three days, has been relatively shortened and it helps prevent the spread of infections. The system got its first test with a fresh outbreak in May, traced to an area of the capital Seoul known for its nightlife. At least 196 people were infected in just this small hotspot. We accessed all credit card usage records of the people who visited Itaewon clubs. Everyone on the visitors list are suspected infectees, so we investigated those specific people's card usage records. We also requested GPS information and received a full list of people who stayed in the relevant areas for over one hour during a specific time period. Authorities' power to get hold of personal information was established by a new law five years ago. The Infectious Disease Prevention and Control Act was introduced after the country was hit by the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, known as MERS. It allows health officials in South Korea to access a wide range of personal data without a court order. Lee Jae-myung, the governor of the Chonggi province, says it's important such information is only used for health crises like the current pandemic. There might be some parts of South Korea's contact tracing system that Western countries can't understand. But in our country, almost everyone uses smartphones and the IT industries are highly advanced. So we can access records of every smartphone which is passed by a repeater in a certain area at some point. Actually, this is a very scary reality and such information should only be used for crises like infectious diseases. Many countries are scrambling to develop smartphone apps that can trace contacts of patients without revealing detailed personal information. South Korea has chosen a different path and a more invasive approach. Among people Reuters spoke to in a shopping mall here, there's an acceptance of the approach, but concerns about privacy too. I think it's a violation of privacy to let everyone know where a confirmed patient lives, where they went and what they spent money on. I think it would be better if only the government knows that information. Of course, protecting privacy is important, but I also think privacy should be put aside at this point, both nationally and globally. At a national or global level, lives are more important than personal privacy. Yes, personal privacy is important, but preventing an infectious disease is even more so. With less than 300 deaths, South Korea's handling of the pandemic has left many countries reflecting on how much better they could have done themselves. But whether they would have been prepared or indeed able to use the same data capture methods is another matter altogether. And that's the latest news. I'm Nikki de Guzman. Stay tuned for TV Patrol later at 6 p.m. and The World Tonight later at 9. You're watching the ABS-CBN News Channel.